Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. We're giving a shout out to who, Pepe? Claire. Claire Bear. Hi, Claire. Thanks for leaving a comment. And, oh, I think the chicks are shouting you out too. Oh, we just put little pieces of pumpkin and a piece of lettuce in there. So they're pretty excited. Okay. Mm, that means yes. Okay. Um, I don't even know what chapter we're on. Chapter 16. The Witches by Roald Dahl. Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins meet Bruno. My grandmother carried me back to her own bedroom and put me on the table. She set the, the precious bottle down beside me. What time are those witches having supper in the dining room, she asked. Eight o'clock, I said. She looked at her watch. It's now ten past six, she said. We've got until eight o'clock to work out our next move. Suddenly, her eyes fell upon Bruno. He was still in the banana bowl on the table. He had eaten three bananas now and was attacking the fourth. He had become immensely fat. That is quite enough, my grandmother said, lifting him out of the bowl. I think it's time that we return this little fellow to the boss to the bosom of his family. I don't know what that means, but probably an old-fashioned word. Don't you agree, Bruno? Bruno scowled at her. I had never seen a mouse scowl before, but he managed it. My parents let me eat as much as I want to, he said, and I'd rather be with them than you. Oh, he's such a brat. Of course you would, my grandmother said. Do you know where your parents might be at this moment? Well, they were in the, in the lounge not long ago, I said. I saw them sitting there as we dashed our way up here. Right, my grandmother said. Let's go see if they're still there. Do you want me to come along, she added, looking at looking at oh do you want to come along she added looking at me yes please i said i shall put you both in my handbag she said keep quiet and stay out of sight you must if you must peep out now and again don't show more than your nose her handbag was a large bulgy black leather affair with tortoise shell clasp she picked up bruno and me and popped us in i shall leave the clasp undone she said but be sure to keep out of sight i had no intentions of keeping out of sight I wanted to see everything. I seated myself in the little side pocket inside the bag near the clasp, and from there on, I was able to poke my head out whenever I wanted to. Hey, Bruno called. Give me the rest of that banana I was eating. Oh, all right, my grandmother said. Anything to keep you quiet. She dropped the half-eaten banana into the bag, then slung the bag over. I know, gross. Then slung the bag over her arm and marched out of the room and went thumping along down the corridor with her walking stick. We went down the we went down in the lift to the f- ground floor and managed our way through the reading room to the lounge and there sure enough sat Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins just a couple of armchairs and just a couple of armchairs with a low round glass covered between them. Okay, these birds are going nuts. They're very excited. There were several other groups in there as well, but the Jenkins were the only couple sitting alone. Mr. Jenkins was reading a newspaper, and Mrs. Jenkins was knitting something large and mustard-colored. Only my nose and eyes were above the clasp of my grandmother's handbag, but I had a super view. I could see everything. 
My grandmother, dressed in black lace, went thumping across the floor of the lounge and halted in front of the Jenkins table. Are you Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins? she asked. The Jenkins looked at her over the top of their newspaper and frowned. Yes, he said. I am Mr. Jenkins. What can I do for you, madam? I'm afraid I have some rather alarming news for you, she said. It's about your son, Bruno, Mr. Jenkins. What about Bruno, Mr. Jenkins said. Mr. Jenkins looked... Mrs. Jenkins looked up but went on knitting. What about the little blighter? What's the little blighter been up to now? Mr. Mr. Jenkins asked, reading... <coughs> reading the kitchen... Oh, reading the kitchen, I suppose. It's a bit worse than that, my grandmother said. Do you think we might go somewhere more private while we talk about it? Private, Mr. Jenkins said. Why do we have to be in private? Well, it's not an easy thing for me to explain, my grandmother said. I'd much rather we all went up to your room and sat down before I tell you any more. Mr. Jenkins lowered his paper. Mrs. Jenkins stopped knitting. I don't want to go up to my room, madam, Mr. Jenkins said. I'm quite comfortable here. Thank you very much. He was a large, coarse man, and he wasn't used to being pushed around by anybody. Kindly state your business and then leave us alone, he added. He spoke as though he was addressing someone who was trying to sell him a vacuum cleaner in the back door. My poor grandmother, who had been doing her best to be as kind as possible, now began to be a little bit bristle herself. We can't. We really can't talk about this here, she said. There are too many people. This is a rather delicate and personal matter. I'll talk where I where I dashed well want to, madam, Mr. Jenkins said. Come on now, out with it. If Bruno has broken a window or smashed your spectacles, I'll pay for the damage, but I'm not budging out of this seat. One or two other groups in the room were beginning to stare at us now. Where is Bruno anyways, Mr. Jenkins said. Tell him to come here and see me. Well, he's already here, my grandmother said. He's in my handbag. She patted the big floppy leather bag with her walking stick. What the heck do you mean he's in your handbag, Mr. Jenkins shouted. Are you trying to be funny, Mr. Mrs. Jenkins said. There's nothing funny about this, my grandmother said. Your son has suffered a rather unfortunate mishap. He's always suffering mishaps, Mr. Jenkins said. He suffers from overeating and then suffers from wind. You should hear him after supper. He sounds like a brass band. But good dose of castor oil ooh, soon puts him right again. Where is that little beggar? I've already told you, my grandmother said. He is in my handbag. But I think it might be better if we go somewhere private before you meet him in his present state. The woman's mad, Mrs. Jenkins said. Tell her to go away. The plain fact is, my grandmother said, that your son, Bruno, has drastically been altered. Altered, Mr. Jenkins said. What the devil do you mean altered? Go away, Mrs. Jenkins said. You're a silly old woman. I'm trying to tell you as gently as possible, as I possibly can, that Bruno is really in my handbag, my grandmother said. My own grandson is actually, my grandmother said, my own grandson actually saw them doing it to him. Saw who doing what to him, for heaven's sake, shouted Mr. Jenkins. He, he had a black mustache, which jumped up and down when he shouted. Saw the witches turning him into a mouse, my grandmother said. Call the manager, dear, Mr. Jenkins called her husband. Have this mad woman thrown out of the hotel. At this point, my grandmother's patience had come to an end. She finished, fished around in her handbag and found Bruno. She lifted him out and dumped him into the glass table. Mr. Jenkins took one look at that fat little brown mouse who was still chewing a bit of banana. And she let out a, sh oh, I think Mrs. Jenkins, let out a shriek that rattled the crystals on the chandelier. 
She sprang out of her chair yelling, It's a mouse! Take it away! I can't stand the things! It's Bruno, my grandmother said. You nasty, cheeky old woman, shouted Mr. Bruno. Uh, Mr. Bruno, Mr. Jenkins, he flapped. He started flapping his newspaper at Bruno, trying to sweep him off the table. My grandmother rushed forward and managed to grab him before he swept him away. Mr. Jenkins was scream- Mrs. Jenkins was screaming her head off, and Mr. Jenkins was towering over us, shouting, Get out of here! How dare you frighten my wife like that, you filthy mouse! Oh, take your filthy mouth, this mouse, this instant! Help! screamed Mr. Mrs. Jenkins. Her face had gone with the color of the underside of a fish. Well... I did my best, my grandmother said, and what that with that she turned and sailed out of the room, carrying Bruno with her. Well, I guess it's the parents' own fault, huh? Mm-hmm. Man, rude. <laughs>